this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. I'm not a crusty crab. What is up, everybody? It's time for another edition of the Hard Rock Lunch Box, and of course, the top 20. If you're watching at home, it is 4:20, and if I had given that any thought whatsoever, of course, I would have had a Snoop song ready for you, but I didn't, mainly because it's 4:20, and I plum forgot. I'm also not a really big weed guy. I'm trying, actually. Like, I'm trying to get back into weed. I've actually had this conversation with my kids a lot. Like, I. My, like, my drug use is a long and storied past, and I've had those conversations because I, I, as a parent, think it's important to have those conversations open and honestly with your kids so they know that they can come to you. And my kind of famous thing is I, I had quit doing mescaline by the time I got out of junior high school, which is says quite a bit about my home life, I would imagine. But uh, the reality of it is, is I started getting uh, migraines or light migraines light grains from uh, from smoking weed by my senior year of high school. And then I tried it one more time my friend's apartment when he was going to Columbia. Uh, and I got such a headache that I couldn't get rid of it for days. And I stopped smoking pot altogether for about, I don't know, a million years. It's really only been kind of recently that I've kind of got back into it. And I do love, like, the whole resurgence of drug culture, pot culture specifically. Like, it's an interesting... It's an interesting thing to watch from a sociological perspective, point of view, like, for sure. Like, it, it, it's very funny to watch, like, a lot of stuff that's going on with drugs, and maybe we'll talk about it here at the beginning, because I really didn't do any uh, prep for today's show, and I have a good reason for that. I mean, it's a good reason for me. It's probably not a good reason for you, but what are you going to do? Um, but yeah, it is 420. Uh, that is traditionally the day you are, I think, supposed to leave work early, smoke some pot, and listen to the Hard Rock Lunchbox. But I don't know all the rules, man. I really don't. What I do know is I got some housekeeping. Yay! It's light housekeeping, which means that there is a brand new episode of the Top 20 out on Strangerhood TV today. Uh, it's the inaccurate Texan, and it's where we talk about the judge from uh, Texas that decided he would figure out what's good for women across the country by um, removing the ability to removing the clearance that the FDA gave to Miss Prefacone. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong, but it's the uh, it's the drug that uh, basically would allow people to access. It's, it's it's the it's the mail order access and telemedicine access not mail order telemedicine access to one of the drugs that allows you to do uh, in home abortions. Uh, generally speaking, within the you know six to eight week window that a lot of states seem to be okay with, uh, forcing women then to go in for a much more dangerous and much later procedure. Like whatever your stance on abortion, like if you're trying to do it before there's an actual child in there, and I am not interested in debating this with anybody at any time whatsoever uh, when a child is actually in there, but when it still sells, it is much easier and much safer for everybody to just 
and force a miscarriage and stuff like that. Like that happens all the time, and people are losing their goddamn minds about it. And the, and the, I said last week, and that's why this episode is important, is because this dude's ruling. This good, this dude is a total douche, by the way. Like as now they're bringing up like archival stuff. It's so funny, and like like his hearing was, you know recorded on C-SPAN or whatever, and you see Senator Blumenthal, like, uh, asking him questions about stuff that he's said, and he's like, well, I don't remember saying that, and he's like, yeah, it's in the brief you wrote, dude, like, because he's just, you know, he said, um, what was it, LGBTQ, oh, no, gay marriage protections would lead the country to tyranny. He put that in a legal document. (laughs) Sounds like just the kind of guy the Republicans want on a federal court in Texas, am I right? course anyway this asshole so check that out uh there's lots more going on with that there's been a stay by the supreme court on that ruling which is really unusual because samuel alito is the one that actually hears the emergency um the emergency requests coming out of the fifth court fifth circuit court of appeals and i was very surprised that he even bothered to issue a stay but he did so i guess we'll see i mean the one thing that i thought was interesting about it is the company drug company that makes it was like hey man you can't just up and do that because you don't like the drug and they're right you're not allowed to do that in this country at all so they joined with the biden administration and looking for this stay and they're going to try and reverse this thing and if it was just the biden if it was just the biden administration i'm sure as sunshine that uh the supreme court would uh just allow the texas ruling to stand but now that there's a business a big one uh, involved in this because you know drug manufacturers are not not really mom and pop stores anymore so they've got a lot of money and they've got a lot of lawyers so it'll be interesting to kind of see what happens because they are making a commerce argument they honestly care less about the because uh, they didn't make their drug for abortions their, their drug is actually for other things it just happens to do that kind of like viagra was like for heart stuff and it just happened to make your dick hard so win-win for everybody except you know that don't want their guys' dicks to be hard, I guess. I mean, I'm not here to judge. Well, (laughs) as I said in an earlier episode, I'm absolutely here to judge, but I'm only here for like 20 minutes. Uh, So, yeah, that's it. Um, Talking about some of the absolute ridiculous stuff the Republicans are doing, check out that. Like, comment, subscribe, appreciate all that. Don't forget all the other stuff you can catch on uh, StrangerHood TV this past Monday. Uh, the the pimp guys phoned it in, as it were, and did like a uh, best of kind of their special performances over the past two years. I'm kidding. I thought it was a great show, but I'm still going to make fun of them because why not? Uh, also, they had discussions of drinks from last night, which I did not see. Uh, AJ from Werewolves was supposed to be on that. I, I don't know if it happened. Uh, feel free to check over at Stranger TV uh, for yourself. Uh, they're going over on the Twitch thing. Um, Twitch twitch.tv slash bacon is my pod uh you can check that out you can check out producer extraordinaire david caggiano uh explaining to mike and jimmy why this chord needs to go up or that chord needs to go down or why it needs to be slower or faster and all the things that producers do and then of course tomorrow you get jonathan from outline and color who i was actually going to grab today uh not jonathan uh outline and color but i just didn't uh just didn't uh just didn't get around to it, mainly because I suck. Upcoming shows, Rebel 9 will be at Mr. Beery's on June 16th. 
uh, we're dragging along with us uh, Craving Strange, Something Heavy, and Born of Scars. So that'll be the show. Oh, man. Also, I think Chris Waterbury has a new video out. This is like his five favorite chocolate bar. I haven't had a chance to watch it. I'll probably listen to it tonight on my way to practice. But anyway, I've wasted enough time. Stranger TV, do the thing, watch the thing, like the thing, all that other good stuff. So, I really, I really don't know what to talk about because I'm, I'm, I am desperate to get away. <laughs> I'm desperate to get away from some of this political stuff, but it's like we keep getting back into it, and I and I don't I don't think it should be political. I don't think the things that we're discussing should be political issues. I honestly think they should probably be more social issues. Like, what are we doing here? Like, and what? Do, why are we doing it? And what do we want to do with this stuff? Like, I. I don't understand why so much of this stuff is such a big deal to so many people. And and I keep finding myself on so many different sides of so many different arguments. And granted, I do not know exhaustively all the details of every side of every argument because I really can only delve into the things that concern me and mine, right? Like, but something important to me and and something someone in my in my orbit like yeah like that's the stuff i'm gonna i'm gonna really research and, and of course stuff that i'm curious about like i'm seeing a lot more stuff about uh, you know transgender rights and you know all that other and I, I gotta tell you like just like right off the bat like there's a lot of misinformation i'm seeing like there's a lot of stuff being pushed that says like you know seven-year-olds can determine whether or not they want to have uh, trans or gender affirming treatments and stuff like that. Like as a parent, man, seven year olds are fifty fifty at best for wiping their own ass. Like I don't feel like seven year olds can do that on their own. And I think it's a really big kind of issue like to to sort of you know look into but to make blank, blanket statements like that seems wrong and I delved into it a little bit and it doesn't look like that happened like, at all. Like, that's apparently, like, not what they're saying, or things are being taken out of context. Like, I think it was more along the lines of, like, you know, seven-year-olds can express things, but, like, seven-year-olds do not have the mental capacity to make those kinds of life-changing decisions. Like, you know, like I said, like, seven-year-olds have bathroom issues. A lot of seven-year-olds want to marry their cousins. Well, I mean, I guess if you're in, if you're in Kentucky, that's fine. But also, a lot of seven-year-olds want to be He-Man, so I, I don't know, like, where to where to kind of go and I think it was a really really interesting example of the way misinformation spreads um, and this is a completely benign non-political one which is what I thought was kind of interesting so um, I was coming home from rehearsal um, Tuesday night and on the news like I'll a lot of times I'll listen to the news like after rehearsal because it's not music and if that sounds weird like just been like playing for like you know, three, four hours or whatever it is. Um, and, you know, sometimes I'm into it, sometimes I'm not, sometimes I just want some quiet. But a lot of times I'll listen to the news because I don't get to watch a lot of news anymore. Like, a, like I famously watch, like, PIX11 so I can see what my man Byron Miranda has in store for me on the weather. And it looks like it's going to suck on Sunday, by the way. I got a 9 a.m. Long Island Cup game on grass in Comac. Like, I just... Ugh. Not feeling it. Not feeling it, Byron. But, um, you know, so for other news and stuff, like... Just quick. That's why I listen to 1010. Like, that whole, like, give us 22 minutes, we'll give you the world. Like, I'll give you, like, 20 minutes. Like, so let's move this along. Um, but uh, I'll listen. But they were talking about how they passed um, 
they passed a law in New York State just recently. Uh, and it, they're putting in speed cameras at work zones. Now, whatever you think about that, like, let's just break that down. Like, if I don't don't bring in any, like, if you haven't heard of it yet, awesome. Then you're perfect for this particular experiment that I want to do. So, pretend like, and if you have heard of it, just pretend like you have it for a second. So, they're going to put in, like, speed cameras in work zones. Um, the reason they're doing that is because people speed. Anybody's been on Northern State Parkway, Long Island Expressway, Southern State Parkway, even Sunrise Highway. People speed here. Like, I am often driving the speed limit. To be perfectly honest, I'm probably going a few miles above the speed limit. Like, you know, I'm not a teetotaler, but like, you know, I do drive a long time, like late at night. And like the opportunities to pull me over are just like big, especially if I'm in like Van Jose. Like, it's not like it's like subtly goes by, you know what I'm saying? So... I just don't speed. Uh, when the Loop Parkway is open, and it'll be open probably in May or June again, like Lido Beach Boulevard, like Lido Boulevard is one of the most pulley over places on the planet. And I grew up in Northport where I was connected to the actual most pulley over place on earth, which is uh, Ashroken Avenue trying to get up to Eaton's Neck. Like that, that shit was 30 miles an hour when I was in high school and they nailed your ass all the time. And the reason they did that is because Ashroken actually had its own police force. So, yeah, two or three cop cars, but you know how they paid for it? With those tickets. I don't know if you've ever driven 30 miles an hour up to Eaton's Neck, man. It is a much, like, you're you're better off walking it. It is a long drive. And the worst part about it is, it's a complete straight road. It's, it's a complete strip. Flat, like, low, no turns whatsoever. Like, it is just begging for a little fast but furious action. But I grew up there, so I know that. So I drive... You know, the speed limit. Because I'm just not asking for trouble. And honestly, like, even as a white guy, like, I don't have the worries that a lot of minorities have getting pulled over. But, man, I have definitely been messed with by the police. I don't know why, because I'm very courteous every single time I get pulled over. Although, in my older age, I have definitely pushed that limit a, a little bit. Like, I remember once at my old studio, like, it was snowing and I was drive, uh, pulling into my old studio and I was down the driveway and the cops pulled in behind me. And, you know, I went with full attitude because I wasn't even in the car anymore. And I was le- I was ready for a fight. I don't think I was going to fight the Suffolk County Police Department. But I was so irritated that this had just happened. And I walked up. I was like, what's the problem? And the guy was like, oh, we just thought you were stuck and wanted to see if you needed any assistance. And I'm like, cool. The one time in my entire life I lip up to a cop, I got a good one. Nice job, DJ. Dickhead. What was I saying? Oh, perfect case of mis- misinformation. So I listen to the news. I cannot believe how far off track my stories go sometimes. It's just bananas. Like, we should, like, have a clicker. Like, nope. Turn. Left turn. Fractal. Blah, blah, blah. And he's back. All right, cool. Um, so, people speed on Long Island. They absolutely do. If you think if you think they don't, you're either a fool or you're a liar or you're just not paying attention. So I'll drive, like, maybe, like, 60 miles an hour on Sunset Parkway. Every single time I get blown past by somebody, I'm guessing in the 90s, several people. Because there's usually not just one. There's usually one and then their asshole friend behind them and they're going to go. And then they're just going to fly. 
I don't know where all the police are because, like, honestly, I could pay for the Suffolk County Police Department and the New York State Troopers with the number of inter- uh, infractions I see. And I don't drive anywhere ever, like hardly ever. Uh, but my point is, is that the people speed and people speed in work zones. And a lot of times the reason people speed in work zones is because there's usually some sort of bottlenecking before and then they get to where they're going and then they take off like as fast as they can once it goes to like single file. And because they're they're running late and they go. But also like when there's not a lot of traffic, like in the late night hours, like when they do a lot of this work, people are flying by. Like work work zones are usually like 40 miles an hour, right? I've never seen anybody without a flat tire do 40 miles an hour on the Sun State Parkway. I don't think it's physically possible. I think just the, the curbs alone will centrifugally force you to go faster. And that and they tried all this stuff. Like when they started adding, the, they have the new law, new-ish law, where if you, like, you see any service vehicles, like ambulance or fire, basically anything with lights, you actually have to move over uh, and come out of that lane. Like people don't do that either. Or people are causing accidents trying to do that. It's a bad idea. Typical New York, right? Like a decent idea and a horrible execution. Like bail reform should be the poster child for like a good idea. Uh, let's do it as badly as we possibly can. That's what we do great here. Anyway. I cannot believe I'm still talking about this. So anyway, um, so speed cameras. So what they did is they, they, they slowed down. Like you'll you'll notice there's usually a sign that says slow down like 40, 45 miles an hour. And generally, generally speaking, people just fly right by. And what they're saying and the, the, the traffic safety board or department is saying is that I guess they're saying that people have gotten hit and... I tried to Google that, like, and look up any statistics, and I could find nothing within the past couple of years where people have gotten hit while they were actually working their job. Um, there's been some accidents, like, where they've gotten hurt on the job that don't seem to be related, but I think it's the fact that they don't like people flying by at such high rates of speed that they finally push through this thing where there are they are going to be putting uh, traffic cameras, speed cameras, at these work sites. And they announced it... Um, and I, I personally think it's a, it's a cash grab because anytime you see New York City trying to give you a fine, it's a cash grab. Like it's trying to make up for some taxes that they lost because they decided to pay $7 billion for Buffalo Bills Stadium or whatever. Uh, you know, And we could talk about like that kind of bullshit another time. But generally speaking, as a New Yorker and a left-leaning New Yorker, like rest assured, the way New York funds most of its stuff is through taxes, whether it's fees or tickets or liens or whatever. Um but that's 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 one of the ways that we do it here. So um, go team. Um, but um, so here's the whole point of this incredibly long, boring story. By the way, just for my fellow Long Islanders, they're going to be on Northern State Parkway, Southern State Parkway, the Expressway, and Sunrise Highway. So if you see a work zone, you're probably going to see a camera. So what they said on the news, like what the Department of Transportation, the DOT, actually said, this is where we're going to be putting the cameras. We're gonna, they're going to be like car mounted. They're just speed cameras. They're just at work zones, and they're mainly to protect our workers. So people stop doing it. Tickets will start at fifty bucks. Now it's fifty bucks, which shows an eighty-five dollar admin fee. There's the New York cash grab. If you didn't recognize it, uh, so that's that's what's happening. And that was the news. And I thought nothing else about it except like that's pretty lame. You know, that's super lame. Like it's really. It's lame that people are speeding by people that are actually working for a living, like, and putting them in danger. Like, that's one thing. Like, and I, that bothers me. But it's definitely bothering me that, like, New York's going to go after all this money this way. But that's what they're doing. So, apparently, 
according to a post I saw today. <laughs> Apparently, people are thinking like they're putting them everywhere and they're using all these traffic cameras and all that other stuff because people just speak without knowing anything. They heard a little bit of something and they just start saying something else. And it's just unbelievable to me how this game of telephone has just blown up into this, you know, everything's a light, you know, a traffic camera, there's always, everything's a red light. No, it's not. It's exactly what they said it was. It's exactly what the Department of Transportation said it was going to be. It's exactly what the news reported. The only place that the news is getting it wrong is by dumb fucks that are just repeating stupid stuff, mainly on social media, that isn't true. And even dumber people taking that as gospel. And if that is not the perfect picture of everything that's been going on lately, then I don't know what is. And if you want to know why Fox News just settled a three-quarter of a billion dollar lawsuit because they lied and they knew they were lying about the Dominion machines and they knew they were lying about election rigging and election interference, they knew they were lying and they were doing it anyway. That's actually the news lying to you. It doesn't mean all the news is lying to you. It means Fox News is lying to you because Fox isn't news. It's entertainment. But when you get actual news and you get actual sources, you know what you get? Actual news. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It's crazy bananas. Just real quick, in other New York State news, the New York State Board of Regents uh, this week unanimously decided to ban all Native American mascot and Native American names uh, from high school, uh, from from public school teams. And the reason they did that is because it's becoming a growing movement in this country that people don't want to do that anymore. Native Americans, like, they don't like things that they consider to be slanderous language. Like, they don't want to hear it all the time. And you can make an argument, right? Like, you can make an argument that it's not designed to offend, blah, 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 all these other things. But at the end of the day, something like Washington Redskins, like, Redskins was offensive. They deemed it offensive. They said it was offensive for years. That's why Washington changed its name. That should be an easy one, right? I did happen to see where somebody was complaining that they were going to have to change the name Sachem. And all I could think, like, seriously, you got to read the News 12 comments sometimes. All I could think is, like, I don't know how dumb you have to be to know that you're not changing the name of your town. But also, like, Sachem isn't a racial slur. It is the name of a tribe of Native Americans. It's okay. Like, that is okay. And just highlights how so stupid so many people are. And all I could think was, like, how do we make this clear to people, right? Like, Sachem was a tribe. Like, that was that's, that's fine. Most of the weird names, and I'm using weird because they're not English, um, most of the weird names to, like, other people, like Hop Hog and, like, Copeg and, like, Montauk, like, these are all Native American names. They're either named after tribes or they're named after, um, you know, like, places on the land that they referred to them as. Uh, like that that's that's fine and that is not slanderous right now I was trying to come up with the best example I could think of and like I know that you're kind of allowed to use like the white racial slurs without getting into any trouble so I figured I would go with that whereas you can definitely if you wanted to I wouldn't but if you wanted to 
you could refer to your high school as the Ronkonkoma Italians. Maybe that's your football team, the Ronkonkoma Italians. There's nothing wrong with that because Italians are, in fact, Italian. But as soon as you start going like the Ronkonkoma Guineas, somebody could be offended by that. And you could argue whether or not somebody's going to be offended by that could be silly, but it's not up to you, right? And there's no need to do it. But I'm hoping I'm at least making this a clear argument, right? Like, what was the thing in in Madagascar? Was it Madagascar when Sasha Baron Cohen was like, the New York pansies, right? Like, that's bad. Like, nobody wants that, right? Like, I don't want that. But I'm hoping I'm making it clear, at least for people that don't understand how this works, like why some names are okay and why some names aren't. And I'm just going to complete this by saying the one thing I did hear, it was actually one of the, one of the, I want to say controller, but it wasn't uh, one of the dudes from New York that was talking about it. He's like, we're in a place now where we're actually calling things like, you're using names that make people uncomfortable unnecessarily. And yeah, I don't need to pander or, you know, like make sure everything's okay for everybody. Like I am not a snowflake. I am not somebody that gets upset by stuff like that. Most of the people I know are not either. A lot of people I know are like, eh, whatever. Like it's not even the biggest deal. Like I'm much more worried about the increase in my car insurance than use of Native American names. But what I do understand or Native American um, slanders. But what I do understand is that there's just no reason to do it. Like you're you're doing it and offending somebody just because. And doesn't that seem like something we don't really want to do? Like going out of your way to offend people? You don't see me going around calling Republicans snowflakes and pussies and pansies, do you? Oh yeah. <laughs> I've got good news for any fans of uh, of Skindred. I may have a lead on that boom we've been looking for. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Uh, it's the latest from Jamie's Elsewhere, and by latest, I mean like at least four years ago. But uh, yeah, I love that song, The Illusionist, from them. I think that's like uh, my favorite. So uh, listen, I, I was just reading something here. So this is how this is how my brain works. If anybody's interested in how my brain works, I know not, most people probably are not. So this is what I find fascinating, right? This is why it's, I find it. This is why I find it so important to actually like read into articles, like and, and understand like what issues are, because like as I was saying before, like the New York bail reform was like a good idea, and there's a reason for that. And if you ever want to discuss that, like I'm in because of the Fourteenth Amendment and the way it works and like equal protections. But the the way we rolled it out was just hot garbage for sure. Uh, so this is an interesting thing that I actually had never considered. So I just want to read you a little bit about this. this is talking about Washington State. Uh, Washington State is about to become. Uh, I want to say like the tenth. I could be wrong. They're they're about to they're they're about to ban assault weapons in Washington State. Maybe the tenth state to do so. Uh, but they're doing it. They're doing it on a state by state uh, basis until the federal government. Republicans either decide that everyone owns it, and then they take it to the Supreme Court, which is probably, honestly, what's going to happen. So I don't think these are going to stand. But so this is what it said, um, and this is just so interesting to me. Okay, so the article advice is, uh, Washington is about to become the 10th state to ban assault weapons. 
under the new law, expected to be signed by Governor Jay Inslee, uh, shortly as the bill was passed by the legislature on Wednesday, it will be illegal to buy, transfer, sorry, legal to buy, transfer, or export any firearm that falls under Washington's definition of an assault weapon. The ban applies to 62 specific models of firearms, including the infamous AR-15, AR as well as most semi-automatic rifles, pistols, and shotguns that have the capacity to accept a, det a detachable magazine and many others. Washington residents can keep their assault weapons that were owned prior to the ban, and that bill says, and the bill says that they can take them to a licensed gunsmith to get them repaired. So far, this all makes sense to me, right? Like, I guess in my head, if I stopped and give it some thought, I'd probably be like, look, if they're illegal, then you can't have them. But at least you can't sell them anymore. I understand. All right, it's a start. So I probably would have dropped it right there. But here's the thing that just got me, and this is why it's important to read past the second paragraph. <laughs> but some Washington residents told Vice News that they're worried a ban creates a situation where traditional gun owners, white male conservatives, are sitting on an arsenal of high-powered weapons with which emerging demographics of gun owners like LGBTQ people, leftists, and minorities no longer have access to. So I don't know how I feel about that, like, at all, right? Because these are one of those caveats where it's like, oh, yeah, that is not what the law was supposed to imply, right? That's not the, like, the way it's going to be applied is not what the intent was. The intent clearly is like, Let's stop selling. I'm sure the intent went something like this. We got to get rid of AR-15s. Washington's pretty progressive. Uh, Washington has big cities. There's been some shootings. They have a Democratic governor. They have a Democratic legislature. So what are they doing? They're acting somewhat responsibly to a growing concern. Unlike Tennessee, who decides that the best way to handle gun violence is to kick black people out of the statehouse. So Washington is like, okay. So I'm pretty sure it went down something like this. Hey, let's get rid of all the AR-15s. Okay, we can't make people get rid of stuff that they've already purchased because it's theirs. We can't just go into their house and take their stuff. They can, but they're not going to, and they don't want to. So, all right, how about everybody that already has it can keep it, uh, but you can't sell anymore, and, you know, they'll just have them, you know, attrition. Well, you can't let them, like, have guns that they can't fix because then they become dangerous. What if, you know, something's wrong with them and they blow up in their face? All right, well, they get to fix their ar Okay, cool. So now they can fix their AR-15s forever, and they can own anything that they've already had, and I guess they can buy as many things as they want, like right now, until the ban goes in. But now we're at a place where other people are like, hey, man, um, I don't want all the people that own the AR-15s in Washington to be like white male conservatives, which according to this article, it's an overwhelming amount, because they also overwhelmingly... Do not like LGBTQ people or leftists or other minorities. And now they're talking about, like, well, we should be able to get those guns if they can have guns. And they're absolutely right. Like, if you actually want to have, a, like, a Second Amendment argument, like, if they can have their militia, like, they can have their militia, too. So it's now, like, you're in this, th in this state, like, what is the right move there? And I don't know. You want to join in on the chats? 99WNRR. I'd love to hear what you want to say about gun control or this incredibly good song from Cape Cats on the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. 
Yo, this just in. Yeah, singer Adam Gauthier reunited with Three Days Grace on stage in Huntsville, Alabama last night, April 19th, to perform two classic songs from their hit 2006 album, One X. Gauthier, who split with the gang in 2013, has been fronting St. Asonia for the last eight years and just launched, launched the new project, Divided By, which I did not know. In Huntsville, he took to the stage with his former band for the final two songs of the 10-song set as the Three Days Grace tour opening for Shinedown stopped at the Probst Arena at the Von Braun Center. (coughs) According to their Instagram, so we did a thing, writes Three Days Grace on Instagram, sharing a celebratory photo of the band with Gantier. Man, that's so awesome. Trying to find out as seen as oh as seen in the fan film footage further down the page, Gantier performed "Riot" and "Never Too Late" with Three Days Grace to close out the night, and it was surely a huge surprise for all in attendance. Man, I would have loved to have seen that, but I will settle for this. Hard rock lunch box. Gosh. Oh yeah, I got more news in. Uh, I'm just not gonna do the sound because uh, you know I just. Don't- I just want to point out, like, again, not being political, this is just news, but the Republicans have actually done something. Not good either. House Republicans on Thursday passed a bill that seeks to prohibit transgender women and girls from participating in female athletic programs. Moving to the national stage, an issue that has thus far mainly played out in state legislatures and individual sports associations. Wow, look at that. Republicans restricting more rights. What a surprise. Nobody saw that coming except for me and everybody who listens to the sound of my voice. These people do nothing. There is a war raging in Europe. We still have inflation. We still have very serious problems in this country. And what we're really going to spend our time on in Congress right now is preventing transgendered women from competing in, I guess, high school sports. That's the most important thing we've got. You guys are assholes. And it's a perfect time to start playing the heavy stuff. Q has arrived. It's time to pump up the volume or whatever we do with this sort of thing. It's a brand new Fear Factory on the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. And the news keeps coming in. This one coming from the good people over at Loudwire. Uh, According to them, uh, marijuana growing has become more of a science in recent years as more and more states legalize it. Still, you might be astonished to find out there are thousands of individual strains carefully bred to to inherit specific effects. With the help of the good people at Leafly, who have an encyclopedic knowledge on the matter, we found the 20 most metal strains of that sweet leaf. If you're in one of those lucky legal lucky legal weed states, or you just have a solid delivery guy, you can now find your go-to strain that caters to your musical tastes. Whether you're looking to relax with Purple Pantera, break your anxiety with Ghost OG, or stimulate your appetite with some Fat Axle, there's surely a strain you'll enjoy. Man, see, I need more news like that. I don't know if they have a strain for Attack Attack fans, but man, since they've kind of come off hiatus, they have been slamming it down. I love the new Attack uh, Attack Attack song. And uh, you know what? Maybe you will too, but maybe we'll just have to sit back on 420 and join some uh, Purple Attack Attack. I don't know how it works. Hard Rock Lunch box.
dig myself some uh, some of that brand new Silverstein. So, okay, Just, there's there's a lot of news coming out. Actually, <laughs> it's actually pretty impressive. But I'm kind of starting to run out of time on the box, so I'm just going to keep playing a little more music. We could talk about the news another time. So this week, throwing a curve to absolutely anybody, Melissa's decided to actually play something really, really good for Melissa's Music Minute. But she, uh, it's definitely the follow-up for the Tom Green song. So if you're a fan of the Tom Green Bum Bum song, you are definitely going to love this. Hard Rock Lunch my buddy Jimmy G shot me a text this week, told me I got to check out the brand new uh, Extreme. It's called Hashtag Rebel, and he was right. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Guess who's got new music? <laughs> taken five long years, but iIgnite has finally iIgnited themselves, I guess, and gotten into the studio and safely out of the studio, producing the first single in a very, very long time. Very happy to play it for you. I dig it. It's exactly what I would expect from iIgnite. Just, just right in the pocket, like always. So if you haven't heard it yet, I'm surprised, but you must have a very nice rock you're living under. But you won't be able to say that in roughly three minutes and 18 seconds because it's brand new music from Ignite. On the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Alright, truth be told, I wasn't planning on going to see Anthrax this summer. I feel like those days are over for me. And I sure as hell wasn't planning on being in Europe this summer. But it's still disappointing as all hell that Anthrax is canceling all of their European dates due to scheduling and log logistical problems. I don't think it has anything to do with the Pantera stuff, uh, but I honestly don't know. They didn't ask me, and I didn't ask them, and it's cool like that. But the reason it's such a problem is they had to actually cancel all their dates last year because of the cost, the soaring cost of touring. Something we've been talking about here for a while now, right? Like, they, why all these tours are getting canceled because nobody can make any money. And Anthrax themselves said when they saw this, uh, the, 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 the costs actually go on tour last summer, it was three times what it normally is. And they even said, like, Frank Bellow even said, he's like, you know, we don't mind taking, like, a little bit of a loss to go play for the fans. Like, they love doing it. And honestly, they'll probably make it up on the back end anyway with, like, royalties and promotional sales and all that other stuff. But, man, you cannot go out on the road and take that big of a loss. Like, pe this is what people do for a job. Like, that's been my argument for 20 years. Like, yeah, I could absolutely go out on the road and support myself if I lived in the van. But, like, it's just impossible. It was impossible to do then. And it's becoming more and more possible to do now so as always do whatever you can to support the bands that you love not necessarily because you owe them anything because if you want to keep seeing them and hearing them like that's what's going to have to happen or you can just listen to the box hard rock lunch box that's right ladies and gentlemen it's time for your weekly craving of the week featuring craving strange going back into the archives just a little bit to get possibly one of the greatest slash underrated craving songs of all time. I remember for years they used to play this like an acoustic show. Every now and then they drag it out and then they finally recorded it and released it. Sometimes I just forget how great of a song it is. 
Spending some of your day with us here at the Hard Rock Lunchbox. It's always our pleasure to have you. It's a very special day here because it is indeed 420, and even though that doesn't mean as much to us as it does to other people, we still acknowledge it out in the world. And who would we be if we didn't take a moment and pay homage to all the great weed in the world? And I can think of doing it no better than with the last song of the day, so you can turn it off if you must. Until next week, we'll see you right here again. Hard Rock Lunch Box.